Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study here in my office. I show up every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. for this Romans Bible study, and I encourage you to tune in live when you can, or if you can't, then make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and pull it up. We also have a, an app for your smartphone, Crossway Church app, uh, that you can watch the services uh, there, and, and, and they're all uploaded at least the last year's worth are there. And, uh, but uh, you really need to make sure you got your Bible handy and follow along with us. And, 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 and we need to be learning not just God's Word. We need to be learning the truth of God's Word. That's what we're looking for in God's Word, the truth. His name is Jesus, and what he did at Calvary is what makes all of God's Word applicable to our lives in some way in experience. And I'm thankful to know that today. I'm thankful to be here with you. Uh, and I'm also coming in now, not just on Mondays and Thursdays for the Romans Bible study, but Tuesdays I'm coming in just because of we're in this uh, period of darkness, this plague that is inhabiting the earth, this uh, spirit of infirmity, this noisome pestilence they're calling the corona or the COVID-19 virus. And so I just uh, really felt led of the Lord to even come in on Tuesday mornings as well just to minister God's Word because it doesn't matter if you're having the greatest day of your life or the worst day of your life. God's Word is the answer because what you need in every situation is faith. And it has to be faith that comes by hearing God's Word in the gospel context. It has to be all wrapped up in Jesus and what he did for you at Calvary. Now, you need to just let those ministers who disagree with that statement go. And uh, the Bible, Jesus said, was about him. And what makes the Bible about him applicable to us is the blood he shed at Calvary, the life he laid down and raised up again for us, the very blood that he shed. And I'm thankful to know that here in these last days. And there is a remnant that's coming back to first love, their first love, the place they realize God first loved them at the cross, the place called their first works, which is what God, the only works God sees and legitimizes and calls it true works is the work he's able to do by his spirit through our faith in the cross. That's good to know. And that is bit, that's Bible right there, my friend. So uh, we're just excited about it. If you didn't get to hear the message yesterday, please avail yourself to the YouTube channel. And uh, it was just really, it was just really to me, it blessed me walking in full assurance. And in these last days, that's what we're going to need. Uh, you, you know, it, it, it says there in Colossians chapter two that we're to call that we're to walk in the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery. See, the mystery is Jesus, God becoming a man, going to the cross to take our sins away, to give us grace each day to be able to serve him in righteousness and holiness without fear, keeping us from doing that, Luke 1, 74 and 75. And I'm, I'm thankful that we can be growing in our understanding because our level of understanding of the mystery not just understanding the eschatology or, uh, listen, 
the, the understanding we have of the mystery, which is what Jesus Christ did in his physical body on the cross in death. The level we understand that and we're growing in that will be the level of our assurance. And the level of our assurance is very important. We need that full assurance because as I said yesterday, you can be sure and surely wrong. You can be sincere and sincerely wrong. I'm telling you, you better have your faith in Jesus Christ and his work at Calvary, for God doesn't honor anything else but that. So here we are this morning, Romans chapter 9, and we will begin in verse 21. This is part 7 of chapter 9, and again, we've got these all the way back to Romans chapter 1, verse 1. We have been just beyond words blessed in this Romans Bible study. You could literally use it for classroom. You could use it for, for just a great time of study if you would just take it just one lesson. And these are half-hour sessions, and we have been just superbly blessed in what God has spoken to us in these teachings. So here we are, Romans chapter 9, verse 21. The Bible says, Has not the potter, that's God, power over the clay? That's us. God formed us of the clay. He formed us of the dust of the ground. He says, Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? So what we need to see here, for those of you who may not ever seen this, but uh, there is something called a potter who puts a big blob of clay on his potter's wheel. Most people know what I'm talking about. The wheel is turning and the potter is forming. And, and he, he can make any vessel he desires to make because it's his hands with which he is, he actually made the clay, speaking of God, and he also formed us in his image from the dust of the ground and breathed into our nostrils. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis that we became a living soul. But he formed us of clay. So, and, and I wanna, I wanna, I'll show you some things today that'll help you if you want to be helped. And, and those of you who, who have any wisdom at all know you need help. You need help in being equipped so that you're not carried off in that which is false. It's so easy to be carried off in that which is false. I mean, it's so easy. Nobody that's deceived knows they're, they're deceived. Deception is, I don't know that I don't know. Think about that. Deception is, I don't know that I don't know, but I think I do. And listen, it don't matter what you think you know. you got to have Scripture in the context of the Gospel. It's all got to flow through Jesus and what he did at Calvary for it to be the words in righteousness to us. So the Bible here says, Has not the potter who's God power over the clay, that's us, of the same lump, that means all of us, the same lump of clay, he made one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. Now, we got to get something straight here, and you've been hearing me teach on this. God did not ever just choose to form some, I'll just put these over here, and I'll send them to hell. I'll put these over here, and I'll send them to heaven. I have formed a goat. 
I have formed a sheep. Negative, negative, negative. No, out of that same lump, while the lump was the lump, hear me, and we got to see this. You have to learn this. While the lump was the lump, before anything came out of the lump, before anything was formed out of the lump, before there were vessels of wrath and dishonor, before there were vessels of honor and, and those that would benefit of the Lord uh, in a positive way for his own personal glory in them, before vessels of honor or vessels of dishonor, before any of that took place, there was a lump. Okay, you got to get this today. It's not God's will that any come out of the lump and go to hell. So he didn't make any just to go to hell. You got that? It's not God's will that any should, should, should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, that Jesus tasted death for all men. Come on now. There are several scriptures that prove God did not, out of the lump, just make a hell-bound child of dishonor, rebellion, and disobedience. Hear me. God saw who would believe and who would not. In this very chapter, in recent sessions, we've talked about where God said he loved Jacob and hated Esau before they were ever born. How can that be possible before I give God a chance to love me or hate me? Because God saw what would be, not what he made them to be. God has made those that reject him vessels of dishonor. He's made those that have chosen him vessels of honor. But it's all a matter of choice. When you remove choice, you remove love. God did not make people robots. If you have to make me love you, that's not love. God chose to love me because he is love. And you need to understand that. God didn't make you love him. He offered you a truth about your condition and what he's done about your condition being out of sin because he loves you and you believed it. You, as a child of God, believed it. Most will not believe it. Therefore, they are used by God as vessels of dishonor. Those who've chosen Christ to believe upon him Come on now. That's what the Bible teaches. He's made them vessels of honor. So let's look at this. Has not the potter, who is God, power over the clay, over the people? Yes, he does. Of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and other, another unto dishonor? Yes, he does. What if God, willing to show his wrath, and to make his power known, remember he's mentioned Pharaoh, Pharaoh already, how he raised Pharaoh up for this time to show his power, the Bible says, in him. <clears throat> that means through him, through his rebellion against God. But it was his choice to rebel. God didn't create, God didn't pull out of that potter's clay a piece of rebellion. God made vessels of honor or dishonor based on choice 
of whether we would honor God or dishonor God. Never forget that. God didn't form Pharaoh to be a rebellious man. <clears throat> I hope you know that. The, the, the teaching of the Calvinistic false predestination garbage, which is what it is, and very pride, it comes from a heart of pride. And this is, this is what is at the root of it. God chose us, but he didn't choose you. That's, that's at the root of it. And they choose scriptures, and some of the scriptures are hard to understand. Peter even wrote that about some of the things Paul wrote. But he also said when he, when he made that comment that people are twisting what he said as they do the other scriptures, and they find themselves in destruction. Because when the word's not understood, the Holy Spirit can impart the things that come with understanding. Remember Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery. That's right. That means faith in Christ and Him alone. And that means choice, my friend. God didn't make you believe in Christ. He, he, God, listen, God didn't make Adam eat off that tree. If you believe he did, then you're one of those people that believe God commanded Adam to not do something and then made him do it. And that's a confused God right there. That's a God that really didn't know what he wanted and really, that's a confused, my God knows what he's doing. My God knows all things. My God, the God of the Bible was able to look into the lump and see all who would ever reject him those he formed to be vessels of dishonor. He also saw all of those, and he looked inside that lump, and he saw and he found those who would be in Christ based on their trust in what he did for them at Calvary. Let's look at a couple of scriptures based on what I just said, because that is the fact and that is the truth. Watch this now. I've got a couple I'm going to pull up for you. Get your pencil, your paper, your Bible so you can see this your own self. There is a, if I can pull this up, Jude only has one chapter. Verse 4, and I've taught the book of Jude. Go find it on the YouTube channel, verse by verse, all the way through the book of Jude. Verse 4, For there are certain men crept in, among us, the church, unawares. That means they look like us, they sound like us, they trying to act like us. <clears throat> Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. That means God knew what they would do, which is about to be told what they would do. And God ordained that they carry out that they not carry out, but God ordained that they would be vessels of dishonor But look at, because of what they did. He, see, God didn't make them do this, but God, God uses vessels of dishonor as well as honor. And he works in different ways in them, in Pharaoh, in the church, for the glory of God, all of it. The difference is between God using the devil, God using Pharaoh, and in them showing his power for his glory, and in us showing his power for his glory, the difference is we're being shaped, we're being conformed into the very image of Christ, and none of them are. That's the difference. 
God's using the devil. God's using those that are dishonorable to him. God's using everything. I believe that'll be the greatest torment in hell of all, and the devil will be in the greatest torment of all because his deception will be gone. He will have a full realization that he has been serving God all his life, even in his rebellion against God. But he never was able to benefit from God himself personally because he was in rebellion and a hater of God. Know that God's using everything, showing his power in everything for his glory, but only those who are in Christ, uh, trusting in him to the end, holding that uh, hope firm, that confidence of hope we have to the end, only those can be changed into his image. Nobody else can, so that's the key difference. I hope you're getting that today. But Jude, back to Jude, verse 4, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old, while the lump was still there, to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of God, our God, into lasciviousness, a license to sin. Or have you ever been a part of the crowd that thought was grace was just gave you a license to sin? That you can just keep on sinning, God forgive me, keep on sinning, God forgive me, keep on sinning, and it just becomes a habitual word. You're not really broken over your sin. You're not really running to the cross for forgiveness of your sin. You're just like a robot. You're just this is uh, lasciviousness, turning the grace of God into something it's not. Instead of forgiving and delivering, you're just trying to use God's grace to keep living in sin, that's lasciviousness. Come on now. And denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible says they were ordained to this condemnation to do this. Why? Because they were rebellious. They were haters of God. They may act like they love God, but so do those who are worshiping Satan in the name of God. Don't think that don't happen today. When the people of Israel crucified Jesus, oh yeah, they used the Roman government to do it, but it was Israel who demanded Jesus be crucified. They thought he was the devil. They thought he was blaspheming against God when they were the ones who were as an abomination before God. They were the ones who were rebellious to God. They were the ones who Jesus said in John 8, their daddy is the devil. So it's you, you better be careful with what you're uh, saying and doing and calling grace. You better be careful. Listen, the cross of Christ is what separates everybody from everything. Galatians 6.14 says that those who believed in Christ, we have been crucified to the world. That means everything in it, everything of it. We've been crucified to it and it unto us. There has been a massive separation and we need to continue to live as Christians as becomes the gospel that separated us from the world. Come on now, somebody help me up in here. But so they are ordained for that. Now, watch this also, verse 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore before prepared unto glory. Now I'm going to give you another scripture this morning. And this one I've given you before and, and, I, and I pray that you would write it down. Ephesians 1.4 In the same lump 
when God looked into the same lump and saw all that would be, every, every man and woman that would ever be born, God sees in, in the lump. And don't forget, so write this down, Psalms 33, 15. God, God looks from heaven down. He, see, he sees the works of men. And the Bible says there in Psalms 33, 15 that he shapened all their hearts alike. When God formed us, he gave us all free choice. He shaped all our hearts alike. He gave us creation to see, and he gave us a conscience to know there's a God somewhere that created all this. There's something that... All this didn't just appear. Let me say it again. God gave us a creation to look at and a conscience. You, those who are lost... And at the great white throne judgment, they will be judged. Yes, they're there because they rejected Christ, didn't want anything to do with God. Uh, but they, they had a conscience. And they had a creation to look at. And, no, and, and God says you're a fool if you can look around and see the creation and say there's no God. That's the epitome of a fool. Come on. But Ephesians 1.4 shows us that while God had all the clay, on the potter's wheel. Before it all began, before any vessels of dishonor or honor were pulled out of the wheel, God had to see something. God had to see something in the clay. He already had shaped all their hearts alike, all of our hearts alike, free choice. Free choice. When people disagree with that, you have to run from them. They're in the faults. They can't prove it. They can't prove it. Not, not using scripture. And scriptures they try to use confirming something opposite from what I'm telling you this morning. They're, they're confused. They're, their understanding is very small. And they don't understand the love of God. They don't understand the scriptures. They, and they're twisting scriptures. They don't understand the cross and the love of God. But Ephesians 1 and 4 says, According as he has chosen us, Speaking here of the vessels of honor that he would form from the clay, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, while the lump was still the lump. All humanity was in the lump. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now think about this. God sees the lump. He's got the lump. And he's about to begin to pull vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor out of that lump to be used in his choice of the period of time that he places them in, such as Moses and Pharaoh, such as Paul and, and, and those who were in his day, such as even Jesus when he, he, wasn't, he wasn't in this mode, but when Jesus was placed here, the people who were there in that day with specific people that Jesus even taught it's going to be worse for you who are here in, in my presence while I'm here in person in this flesh. It's going to be worse for you at the day of judgment than it will be for Sodom and Gomorrah. God chose all humanity to place each human 
in his will, in his plan, at a perfect time according to his will. But God has this all this lump of clay, and he looks inside. And this is how God has done this. He looked inside. This is before the foundation of the world. This was before God created the ball of dirt, before God, as I've said, pulled the vessels of any sort out. It was there. God's plan was before him, but yet not initiated. God had not yet formed us of the clay, breathed into us, and set us here. It was all in one lump. Get this. That means we were all in Adam. And God was able to look inside his eternal plan. And he would see, the Bible says here in Ephesians 1, 4, he chose us, that's us who believe, in Christ, he chose us in him. What did God see? What did God see in the distance that allowed him to have this foreknowledge and to look in this clay on the potter's wheel, on his wheel, and to see. He saw all those that would choose Christ to believe from the heart upon that righteous work Christ did for us at Calvary. He also saw those that would never want anything to do with any God, those that would reject that there was a God, those that would hear about Christ and say, I'm not believing that, those that would even walk on the earth when Christ walked on the earth and see the greatest miracles ever performed in in, 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 in the existence of men and still attribute those works to the devil showing their foolishness because God even created Lucifer that fell from his position to become the devil. Think about that. God looked into that lump. He saw, just as Jacob and Esau, who would believe and who wouldn't, who would not want anything to do with his redemptive plan. And those that chose to ignore God, to refuse and reject God. God chose to make them, because of their own unbelief, vessels of dishonor. Because God, as I said, is going to use everything for his glory. But you and me, believers in Christ, he formed us. Before the foundation of the world, he formed us as vessels of honor because he found us believing, trusting in Christ. Hallelujah before the foundation of the world, while it was still all in one clump, while all our hearts are shaped alike, we have choice to believe in Christ or reject Christ. To search for God or say, I don't want anything to do with God. To worship ourselves, the devil, trees, whatever we choose. God don't make you love him. God don't make you choose him. That wouldn't be love, my friends. But God offers his love to you through the giving of his son, Jesus Christ, to forgive you of your sins and to allow you to be a child of God. He is forever, eternally. But it's not something that he just made you without your choice. And that's pride to believe that. It's good this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, what if God, verse 22, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, even in Pharaoh and all that reject him. God's going to make his power known through even the rebellious people. Endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, which means prepared 
for destruction. Remember another scripture, Matthew tells us Jesus taught that God didn't make hell for men. That's for the demons, devils, that's for, for those. But Isaiah says hell has enlarged itself. Why? Because men are going to a hell God didn't prepare for them. But they're going there in their rebellion. Think about that. It's not God's will that any should perish. God didn't make hell for man, for men. He made it for the devils. See, another confirmation. You've got to walk away from that false predestination garbage. So here in verse 22, the Bible says that God endured with much long suffering all through the ages, generation after generation of rebellion and hatred toward God, even to the point of giving his son and, and his own nation of Israel raised up, given the word, the law, the commandments, the, the, the patriarchs, given all that that this very chapter reveals... God was long-suffering, putting up, tolerating. Oh, no, they didn't. If you rejected, you were lost and lost forever. If you die lost, you're lost forever. But God has endured generation after generation, long-suffering, putting up with the rebellion of men, verse 23, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Hallelujah. That's us, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Out of that potter's clay, he pulled out those that would rebel against him, not accept his son, and he would make them and even use them as vessels of dishonor, having to suffer through that, having to watch that, and God's heart be broken through vessels of dishonor that he created in his own image, that he loves them as well and, and desires to use them, but also he pulled vessels of honor, the here called vessels of mercy, those that he found. He chose us in Christ through our faith. Hallelujah. In Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And he's prepared us unto glory. That means the fullness of what his desire for us was from the very beginning. Well, as usual, time is up. And I'm just, this got me stirred up and excited today. And I hope it's helped you. And I hope you would share this with your friends on social media and not be concerned just because I'm not your pastor of your church or, or blah, blah, blah. But you want people to learn the word. You want people to hear the word. Do you have a heart to help publish the word of God? Then hit the share button. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the word of God because without it, faith can't come. And if faith doesn't come, we can't live. But if faith does come, we overcome. Hallelujah. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you here in the morning at 9 a.m. to continue sharing God's word. Won't be the book of Romans, but we'll be sharing God's word at 9 a.m. in the morning. I do love you. That's why I'm here. I have a heart for God's people to hear the word and to live a life of victory over sin in honor to the God who loves them. So I'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.